joy to be here tonight. I'm not sure what, is this bulletproof? <laughs> Lord, I didn't know I got that bad, amen. What has y'all's pastor been preaching? He's bulletproof, bulletproof vest, bulletproof vest up here, amen. It's a joy to be here. I am so nervous, I don't know what to do. I think I'll read you the announcements, amen. <laughs> Bus workers will have a meeting in the auditorium next Saturday, amen. But it's a joy to be here. That's a lot of pressure when the preacher introduced you like that. I guess everybody's expecting something, amen. But I do love your pastor. It seems like we, we just kind of hit it off. We've been in some meetings together. I think I probably told this before. I think the very, very, probably the very first time we preached together was over around Myrtle Beach area, and uh, he got up and read my text, amen. And I was put in a real dilemma. I said, now, Lord, what do I do? And here's what I, here's what I determined out of that. The Lord wants you all to hear this message twice, amen. So that was a real, that was a real thriller right there. But it's, it's good to be here. Thank you all so much. I'm so honored to be here. And when the pastor introduced me and asked me where you know where St. Stephen is, honestly, you probably can't hardly find it with GPS. Amen. And once you get there, you, it has no way out. So, and we got more people here tonight than we have in our town. Amen. So, Praise the Lord, but it's a joy to be here. Thank you for the nice room. I'm really anxious to get through and get back to the room. Amen. So this will be a short message tonight. Amen. And uh, believe it or not, when I checked in, there was a young man at the desk there. I think his name was Brandon. I know his name was Brandon. And uh, Brandon asked me, he said, well, you, you here to go you on the Woodland Baptist Church? I said, yes, sir. And he said, well, me and my mama went to Woodland Baptist Church for a while. And I said, well, man, that's good to know. And he's, uh, he started talking a little bit more. And he said, uh, I said, well, are you saved? He said, um, preacher, I'm not saved. Uh, you don't meet many like that. He said, preacher, I'm not saved, but I am really, really thinking about it. And so y'all pray for Brandon. Now, that really impressed me. Amen. He said, I, I work a lot at the motel, hotel, motel, whatever. And he said, I don't get to go to church like I need to. But he said, I'm really thinking about being, getting my heart right with, with the Lord. And so I was impressed about that. So I put him on my prayer list. I'll be praying for Brandon. Amen. And then I've already been paid. So the preacher's done giving me a check. So I was thinking about having a testimony service tonight. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But thank y'all so much. And I am so glad he said Brother Hudson was coming next week. I'm so glad I'm this week instead of behind him. Amen. So that's always a consolation. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want you to take your Bible tonight, if you would, and turn to Genesis, the book of Genesis, chapter number 7. Genesis chapter number 7. Now, preacher, I, I really am asking, I'm not trying to be funny, but with this up here, uh, does that mean I have to, I'm not, not trying to be funny, but does that mean I have to stay here? Okay, okay, Amen. That's a consolation, amen. All right, if, you, if you're physically able to stand, I want you to stand one more time. Let me read the text tonight. Again, thank you for everything. I'm probably not saying all I need to say. So good to have my wife and my daughter. My daughter drove me up here. I went out to the car this morning, went over to the church, and I come back, and the car was already packed. And so when I went to get in the car, she was sitting in the driver's seat. And I said, what are you doing? She said, I'm going with you. I said, you have got to be kidding me. She said, no, I'm going with you. And so she put me in the back seat, and in the back seat there's a blanket and a pillow. In other words, here's what I got out of that. You are really getting old. <laughs> Amen. So y'all pray for my daughter. Amen. I've been praying she'd get saved. Amen. Praise the Lord. Maybe in this meeting tonight she'll get right with the Lord. Amen. But thank, thank the God for my daughter. My daughter's our pianist and everything else we do around the church. And thank God for my wife coming with me. Amen. Genesis chapter 7. Let's look in verse number 1. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come down all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and the female. And of the beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of the fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. And then I want you to look with me over in verse, let's pick it up in verse number 19, verse 18. And the waters prevailed and increased greatly. 
Uh, the waters prevailed and increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. And all the flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beasts and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth and every man. All in whose nostrils was the breath of life, of all that was in the dry land died. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle, and the creeping things and the fowls of, of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, thank you for letting us come here tonight. Lord, our hearts have already been blessed by such a good greeting and meeting, uh, Lord, your people again. And, Lord, the good comments that's already been made. Thank you for the good songs we've heard. And, Lord, what a joy it is to be in the house of God. And what a great crowd on a Tuesday night, especially with all, what all we're going through. And, Lord, we praise you for that. Now, Lord, I would sure need you to help me tonight. I realize, God, without you I can do nothing. And so I pray you'd anoint me, help me to think clearly and say all that I need to say. And God, I pray that you would get all the glory and your people would get help. And as the pastor said, possibly somebody tonight would even get saved. Grant that, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. As I read this text, uh, as I walked in, they asked me what the title was. And so as I read this uh, text tonight, I want to preach on this thought tonight, surviving in our society, surviving in our society. And I'm sure if you've been in church any at all, you've heard about Noah and the flood. And of course, uh, the, the Bible says here that all the world was destroyed. And so Noah's ark. Now, I, I want to be right up front to start with. I know there's a little bit of dispensational truth in this, but Noah's ark in type is a representative of Israel in the tribulation. Thank God we're not going through the tribulation. Thank God we've been delivered. God has delivered us from the wrath to come. But it is a type of Noah in the tribulation. Even in your Schofield Bible, if you have one, that's a footnote down at the bottom of the page that tells us that. But in chapter number 5, Enoch was raptured out. The Bible said that Enoch went to walk with God and was not. Amen. He's kind of like the astronaut went, in the, went up in the in the. Uh, up went up in the space, amen. An astronaut did, and a cosmonaut did that for um, the, the communists or the Russians. But thank God we're going to be was nots, amen. Thank God I'm not an astronaut, I'm not a cosmonaut, but I'm going to be a was not, amen. And so the Bible says here, in type, Enoch was the rapture. And after the rapture is going to be the tribulation. And Israel and the ark here is a typifies that. But also in Matthew, you don't have to turn there. Let me read this to you. And the Bible said, but as in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, the days before the flood, they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, they were giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall the coming of the Son of Man be. So he said about Noah as it was before the flood. So I think I'm justified in saying what Noah was living in before he got on that ark and the judgment of God came down, he was living before the flood, amen, which is a type of us. He was living in a society, amen, that was very, very wicked. And now when I thought about that, how it parallels our day. Now I really could have brought and was going to bring a lot of statistics about what I'm going to say, but I just figured no need for me to do that really, and I do have statistics, even this evening reading about them, about some things that I'm going to mention by way of introduction, but I don't think we really need that because we all would agree we're living in a day like we have never seen. Could I get an amen to that? It was a corrupt day. It was a day of liberal religion. When you go back to chapter number four that leads into chapter six, you see that Cain and Abel. Cain brought what? He brought a sacrifice that was beautiful, but it wasn't bloody. And Abel brought a blood sacrifice. And God rejected Cain's sacrifice and accepted Abel's sacrifice. And that's like religion today. They want nothing to do with the blood. 
But without the shedding of blood, there's no remission for sin. And so Abel, and both of them was raised in the same house. When the same family sat at the same devotion, and both of them raised under Adam and Eve, and both of them heard the, heard the how, you, how you get saved by Adam getting covered with the skin of an animal, both of them heard that, and Cain turned out to be a liberal. And Adam turned out to be a, uh, Abel turned out to be a fundamentalist. And I'll tell you how bad it was. He, the, liberal, uh, the liberal side even killed the fundamental side. Somebody help me right there. Now, I don't say that because y'all said I say that. I just say that. Amen. The li liberal, then not only that, it was a lack of restraint. Oh, back in our text in chapter number 6, the Bible talks about the lack of restraint. Verse number 5. The Bible said there, and God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of the hearts of his uh, the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now I'm not taking a lot of time there because I got to get to the message, but it was a day of lack of restraint, and I think we can see parallel that to our day. We see minds and morals like we have never seen them. Our minds are absolutely blown over uh, in, in our society today. I'm telling you, people think crazy stuff. Y'all stay with me now. It was a day of lawless rebellion. Verse number 11, the earth was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted its way. And the Bible said, and God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come up before me for the earth is filled, second time, filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them uh, um, that are on the earth. So it was a day of lawless rebellion. Now, do I need to say much about that? I don't have to say a lot about that because we have lived, especially in the last six months, we have lived to see the lawless rebellion that's in our society. Oh, we're living in that day. And he said, as it was in the days of Noah. Now, I don't think COVID-19 is necessarily a sign that the Lord is coming. I think the signs that the Bible talks about, I'm not getting into that debate tonight, but I think when you talk about signs, you talk about in the tribulation, they're looking for signs. We're not looking for signs. We're waiting for a shout. Amen. Amen. But I do believe some of the things that we're seeing as they begin to, as they begin to cult, as they begin to come together, certainly is pointing to the coming of the Lord. Now, when you talk about the coming of the Lord on the revelation, that's seven years after the rapture. And so if all the signs we're seeing or what we're seeing is not signs, but really it's, it's, looking, like, it's looking like things are, uh, are coming down to an end. But wait a minute. The signs are for the revelation, not for the rapture. I don't have to have one sign to see before the rapture takes place. Amen and amen. I know I'm preaching what y'all know, but I'm simply saying we are seeing a day of liberal religion. We're seeing a day of lack of restraint. We're seeing a day of lawless rebellion. It was a wicked day. Only evil continually. Only evil continually. I'm telling you, I've never seen society like it is today. I'm telling you, everywhere you go, everywhere you go, hey, men are cussing God. Amen. I mean, it, nothing, nothing's on hold today. Everything is wide open, and they have no shame about it. So we're living a, day, a wicked day, amen. Uh, notice, it was the worst day of judgment. More died than lived. Now, we've, we've seen judgment. We've seen what uh, tsunamis have done. 200,000 people died in one tsunami. But listen to me in that church, and the world saw that. The world saw all these hundreds of thousands of people dying. That's not even a touch to what it's going to be. Hey, the, we, the Twin Towers, we saw 3,000 people killed, not counting all the plagues of AIDS and storms and earthquakes. And I'm telling you, they're intensifying. And I'm really not preaching on that tonight, but here I'm, I'm laying a groundwork for what I want to say. We are living in a wicked, wicked, wicked day. And if you've got the Spirit of God in you, you know it's a wicked day. Like I've never seen. I tell you, we used to sin and hide. They don't hide no more. Amen. We're living in a wicked day. We're living in the worst day of judgment. Now listen to this. More died. Here's what I read in my studies. 
Eight, eight people got saved out of a billion. The most conservative, and I've read that more people was on the earth than that, but I, I'm a conservative, so I'm going to stick with the most conservative number I read. They said it was a billion people on planet earth when the flood came. And eight people got on the, eight people got on the ark. Uh, could, I, could I inject this? A wicked day, a worse day of judgment? It was a waning day. Few were being saved. I will say this. Thank God for everybody getting saved. But we're not living in the days of Moody and Sunday. Amen and amen. That's sad. Man, it must have been wonderful to preach in that day. Man, you could preach and hundreds would flock down the aisle. They say Billy Sunday shook, literally shook hands personally with a million people that were converted on his We're not living in them days. Hey, it's a waning day. It's a waning day. Hey, we're in the days of Laodicea. I believe the church age, we're living in the Laodicea. We're not living in the Philadelphia. Maybe the end of it. Hey, God is fixing to come and rapture us out of here. I want to get excited. I want to, I, did you think about that today? Did you think? I really did, not because I was going to preach. I really did think maybe the Lord could come today. Boy, oh, that'd be wonderful. Amen. I used to say that, and I said, well, if the Lord came, my brother was lost. My brother's lost. I got to lead my brother to the Lord when he was 78, 77 years old. So now I say, Lord, come. Oh, y'all didn't get that. It was a witnessing day. Now listen to this. With all that's going on, God was still sending a witness. How do you know? Well, he sent Methuselah. You know what Methuselah means? When I die, it shall happen. And God let Methuselah live, what, 969 years. He let him live longer than any man in the Bible. And here's what it said. When Enoch had, had a son named Methuselah, he said, name him Methuselah. When he dies, it's going to happen. That's what his name meant. I bet every time that boy choked, Enoch said, it's fixing to happen. Every time that boy coughed, he probably, oh, God, it's fixing to happen. Y'all help me, y'all help me, church. It was a waning day. It was a waning. Methuselah was prophesying. Enoch was parting. Amen. Noah was preaching. 120 years. He was preaching, friend. He was a preacher of righteousness. Amen. All right, if I get too loud now, y'all turn me down, all right? It was a day of Noah. It was a day of the Spirit was pleading. The Bible said in chapter 6, what? The Bible said, my spirit shall not strive with you any longer. So thank God that's still today. I am glad with all the wickedness and all that we see, thank God there's still people prophesying from the word of God. There's still preachers preaching from the word of God and the spirit of God is still pleading to get people saved. Glory to God. But you know what? In those days they rejected preaching. Not many people was listening to him. Thank God he got his family to listen. Not many people was listening to Noah. You know why? I, I, I know why. He was a preacher of righteousness. Not a lot of people want to hear about righteousness. He was a preacher of righteousness. Amen. Not only that, they rejoiced in perversion. The Bible said as in that same text, as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be when the Son of Man come. They rejoiced in perversion, but rejected preaching. Amen and Amen. Well, what are you trying to say to us, preacher? Here's what the Bible said in our text tonight. It said, Noah only and his family remained alive. Now, what, 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 what do you want to say about that, preacher? Well, first of all, how did he survive? Surviving in our society. How did he survive? Well, number one, in verse number eight of chapter number six, the Bible said, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I'll tell you how he made it. He made it by grace. Thank God for grace. If you get to heaven and if you survive, it will be by the grace of God. Amen. For by grace are we saved. Through faith, that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should move. Thank God for the grace of God. Not only did grace save him, but grace sustained him. Amen and amen. Bible said, for the grace of God to bring us salvation to appear to all men, teaching us, denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. I tell you, grace that saves you, grace that sustains you, it'll teach you some things. Amen. Grace will teach you to live right. I don't have a lot of confidence in a grace that don't tell people to live right. Amen. I knock on doors. Y'all knock on doors. I have them answer the door. They got writing on their, writing on their shirts. They're drinking a Budweiser. They're shacked up with a woman. And everybody say, you saved? Oh, yeah, I'm saved. 
I don't put a lot of stock in that. I just know when I got saved, God got the bottle out of my mouth, got the dope out of my life, amen. God put hope in me. I don't need dope when I got hope, amen. I don't need a Budweiser when I got a Bible. Thank God. I don't need whiskey when I can go to worship, amen. I'm just saying grace will teach you who's influencing you. I read, over, I read over in the Bible this afternoon over in 2 Corinthians. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 3, it says, But we all with an open face beholding the in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed, changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God. This grace that we saved us by is working on us to change us. You know what it'll do? It, it keeps us exposed. Exposure will help you more than effort. Well, what are you trying to say, preacher? Well, here's what I mean. I don't need prime time. I need preaching time. I, I don't need soap operas, amen. I, what did I need? I need sermons often. I don't need the clubhouse. I need the church house. And the Bible says in this day, even more, we need the church house. Bible said, forsake not the assembly of yourselves together, the matter some is, but so much the more as you see that day approaching. You know, we need church, church. Amen. I, I think the devil has tried to do all this upon our, on our society, amen, to get us out of church. I'll tell you, I'm going to church. Amen and amen. Hey, I'm simply saying, I don't need the world. I need worship. I don't need rock and roll no more. I still sing a little rock and roll, rock of ages cleft for me. When the roll is called up, you'll know I'll be there. Amen and amen. Hey, I'm just simply saying, it takes exposure. What kept Noah safe in the ark? He stayed exposed. And that ark was a type of Christ. So he was in the ark. So he stayed exposed. And I'm telling you what it's going to take. And I think this is really true. This is what I preach at our church. It's going to take it even more because we're in a wicked society. We just saw that. But it's going to take more to survive in this society. Amen and amen. Hey, we need more preaching. We need more praying. We need more praising. We need more church. We need more camp meeting. We need more jubilee. We need more youth meetings. We need more revival. I'm just telling you, if you're going to make it, it's going to take exposure after you're saved. And I'm preaching to the crowd that's here tonight. Praise God. What a wonderful crowd. Amen. So, first of all, he found grace. I'm so sure glad I found grace. I'm so sure glad grace found me. Man, I'll never forget that night. I walked in the auditorium about like this, sat down on the back row. Amen. I'm not bragging on this. I am not bragging. I'm just bragging on the grace of God. I'd been drinking all day. I was hungover when I got there. I didn't even know I was going until I got home. My wife said, we're going to a singing. And I, I went to a singing. I just, I, they didn't say nothing about preaching. They just said it was going to be singing. I said, well, I can take some singing. Amen. I like the other kind of singing, but they said it was going to be singing. So I went, I went, I sat down on the back row. And uh, that guy got up there and started, he would sing a while, but then in between the songs, you know how them singers do, singers? You know how them singers do, they'll sing and then they'll testify. They'll sing and then they'll preach a little while. And that's what they were doing. I could take the singing, but it was between them songs what got me. And then that one guy said, he said, hey, you in the back of the building. Now, he didn't, have, he didn't know me from Adam. He said, you in the back of the building. I'm sitting on the very back row. He said, you need to get right with God. And man, I am telling you the truth. I was standing there, and I'm thinking, how does he know that? And I, this, sound, this sounds like a, this don't sound real, but I'm telling you this is the truth. I'm standing there. I got the chair in front of me like that. He said, hey, you need to turn loose that chair. Before God, that's the truth. My wife is here. She'll say amen to that. He said, you need to turn loose that chair. And I'm holding on to a chair. And then he said this, and quit figuring out what you were doing, just step out. And man, I'm standing there holding on to a chair. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to tell them fellas at work tomorrow. And I'm holding on to that chair. And he said, turn it loose. Just take one step. I took one step. I run down that aisle, slid it, save. And you know who led me to the Lord? That fellow who sings the light, wrote the lighter. There's a lighthouse on a hillside that overlooks life's sea. 
And when he told me, I, I'll never forget this, Pastor. When I went to leave the building, I don't know if I told you all this, I probably have. When I went to leave that building, the fellow who led me to the Lord was Ronnie Henson. And when I went to leave that building that night, he said, now, Brother Willis, you hold on. And I held on for about a year. Lost it a couple of times, I thought. But I come reading my Bible, that what God says, he don't lose. Man, they told me to get the second blessing. I was looking for the second blessing. I was praying for the second blessing. I got it. I found it this forever. Amen. That was a blessing, amen. I didn't have to hold on no more. He's holding me, amen. Praise God, that was a wonderful day. Amen. I believe in a second blessing. Find out how long you saved, that'll bless you. So we're saying that it was a day that he found grace. Thank God for grace. Man, we will not step in the portals of the Lord and brag on anything we've done. We'll brag on what Jesus has done. Amen. Then notice this. How did he survive in that society? He had family government. Look in verse 7. Look at verse 7 of our text tonight. The Bible said, And Noah went in, and his sons and his wife, and his sons' wives with him, into the ark because of the waters of the flood. And, of course, in verse number 13, And the same, in the self same day, in Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his son with them, into the ark. So here's what I'm saying. His whole family got in. Man, isn't it wonderful when your whole family gets in? I just mentioned, thank God, I got saved uh, about 47 years ago. And when I got saved, I've been praying for my brother ever since then. And I got to lead my brother to the Lord last year. He was 77, 78 years old when he got saved. Thank God my family's in. My wife's in. My children's in. My grandchildren's in. Oh, that's a, that's a wonderful amen. No, the Bible said the saving of his house. Amen. To the saving of his house, he went in. There was a plea for him to come in. Look at verse 1. And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. Thank God it, the Holy Spirit was pleading with him. The Lord told him to come in. He didn't tell him to go in. He told him to come in. That tells me the Lord was in the ark. He didn't say go in the ark. No, he said come in the ark. That means, I tell you what he did tell him to do. In chapter 8, verse number 16, he told him to go forth. So he said him to come in, then he told him to go forward. That's exactly what he tells us. Come on in, now go tell it, amen. Amen. So there was a plea, come. Notice, notice this, it was personal. Come thou. You remember when the Lord called you? I remember like it was yesterday, 47 years ago, but it's like it yesterday. I remember that night God called me. Oh, you better know there was a time and a place where the Lord saved you. Hey, it was a parental call. Come down all thy house. I tell you, you'll find that through the Bible. Amen. Hey, he, he told, I believe, I believe uh, Noah taught them boys to work. I don't think Noah got out there uh, pitching that thing together and them boys wasn't working. I think he taught them to work. I tell you I, how I know that. The Bible said they built it out of gopher wood. He said, go for some wood. Somebody help me. That's the best point I got him. I don't think he let Shem, Ham, and Jabez just stand around watching him put that ark together. That thing was 450 foot long. Somebody help me. He did, and he said he put, put a door in the side. I just think he said he got them boys to work. And he said, pull up your pants and go to work, boys. Amen. Not only that, I think not only did he teach them to work, I, thought he, I think he taught them how to worship. Don't you know when he got in that ark and he heard all that thunder and that, that, that ark lifted up off the earth, don't you know they were thanking God and praising God that they were, they were in the ark? He taught those boys to worship, amen. Amen. That's what we ought to teach our children, worship God, amen. That's what I taught our children growing up, amen. I didn't do a real good job of it, but I'm going to tell you, we get in the living room on Saturday night, we didn't go to the movies. So I said, they said, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to have church. So my, my son, Philip, he's about five years old. He was the preacher. My daughter's here. She was the piano player, and I was the deacon. And my wife was the congregation. I just love to take up the money. Somebody. And honest to God, honest to God, he would preach. I'm telling you, sometimes, I'm telling you, sometimes that thing got anointed. I am telling you, he would preach. I'd get under conviction, amen. And my wife got under conviction, so she'd give it. She was giving, Amen. But that's what we did for fun on Saturday night. You know what my boy is today? He's a preacher. My daughter's the piano player. Somebody help me. 
What are you trying to say? Hey, I believe he taught them boys to worship. Worship God. We're not out there outside the ark. We're in the ark. Let's worship God. Amen. That's what we're here for tonight. To worship God. Amen. Man, we're living in a society. This is the best place you can be. Amen. Man, you can't be, you couldn't be in a better place tonight. Winston Salem ain't got a better place than this tonight. Thank God this is the best place to be. Hey, I think he told them about them women. You ever thought about this? The whole world was lost. The whole world's lost. But them boys found three girls. They must have come out of lost families. Where'd they find three girls? Everybody else died. Everybody else was outside the ark. But them boys found three girls. They must have led them girls to the Lord. They wouldn't have married them if they wasn't, they wouldn't have married them if they was lost. I hope I got somebody thinking. So them boys found them three girls, and somehow them girls got saved because the Bible said his sons and his sons' wives got on the ark. You know, I'm going to tell you what, there's some lost girls that need to be saved. Listen to me, boys. Hey, I'll tell you what, girls, I'll tell you how to get your boy. Hey, don't, don't try to look so flashy. Amen. Just look godly and be where he's looking. The Bible said, uh, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. It said, the man is looking. And here's what, here's what you got to do. You got to get where he's looking. It didn't tell you to look. It said for him to look. Y'all are getting this point right. You just get where he's looking. And, and look real godly. Because I'm going to tell you what, that, that's what he's looking for. If he's going to be in the ark, he's looking for a godly girl. Just look real godly and he'll find you somebody here. And they got on their heart. They got on their heart. You know, you know them boys are double happy. They got them a nice wife, and they're also in the heart. Them boys are shouting a victory. Yeah, man. That's what I see in it. Amen. They're in the ark. Do you know Ham didn't fall till Noah did? Noah got drunk. Then Ham messed up. I want to say something to us, Daddy. We got a lot of responsibility. Our responsibility is to lead them. Noah got drunk, and Ham's. And then Ham messed up. I'm simply saying to us tonight, God taught this family to worship. Noah, and Noah built that ark. And I don't want to say anything to take away any, uh, anything light about that. But I'm going to tell you, Noah was exhausted. He had built an ark, man. He had rolled that storm out for a year in that ark. And I'm just simply saying to him, hey, us daddies, sometimes the Lord gets heavy. We're living in a... We're living in a society that's anti-God. Us preachers are preaching in a society that's anti-God for the most part. Amen and amen. So I simply say to us, hey, he found grace. He had family government. Thank God his family got in. Hey, if we believe the Lord's coming, I'm telling you, if we believe the Lord's coming, help me, Jesus. If we believe the Lord's coming, we better try to get our family in. Because I'm going to tell you what, when that trumpet sounds and we're gone, when that trumpet sounds and we're gone, they're going into the tribulation. I just say, I simply say to us tonight, hey, he found grace. He had family government. He had faith in God. The Bible said, the Bible said over in the book of Hebrews, and we've been preaching out of Hebrews now in our church for a while. Over in the book of Hebrews, the Bible said, by faith Noah, by faith Noah was warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness, which is by faith. Here's what the Bible said about, about Noah. He had faith in God. What is that? The Bible said his faith in God, he was warned to prepare an ark to the saving of his house, not the saving of the world. He prepared an ark to save his family. And by saving his family... He saved the world. Somebody help me. Now here's my point about faith in God. He was living for God when nobody else was. There was no person other than his family, from what I can get from the account, no person. Enoch had done gone, and that, that, that era of life was gone. And Noah come not too long after that, if I remember, uh, if I remember this correctly, y'all don't hold me, I think about 60 years later, Noah come on the scene, and my point is simply this, hey, hey, when everybody else was washed away and would not listen to his preaching, hey, Noah was standing for God. Thank God for a man standing for God. Down on the job, 
He was standing for God. His children going to school was standing for God. Amen. His neighbors, hey, didn't know God, but he was preaching for God. Amen. What are you trying to say, preacher? He had no friends. He had no fellowship, but he had God. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what, if you go stand for God in these dark days, you're going to be a lonely person. Down on your job, wherever you go, thank God we can congregate like this of like faith, amen. But I'm going to tell you, out in that world out there, for the most part, they're not a friend of God. That's why church is so good. No person was living for him. Hey, he had no pattern to go by. Bill an art, what is an art? Never been done. He, never, he didn't have no pattern to go by. A bill, a bill, a bill, a, 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 a boat, we would call it, 450 foot long. Bill, a boat, what, God give him the dimensions? What, he had nobody to even go, go talk to. What do you think about this? But he did it. He had no person. He had no pattern. I was preaching years ago. I was preaching in Dunlap, Tennessee. And, and, and the preacher told me, he said, preacher, I'm going to take you tomorrow. I'm going to take you over to this place. I forgot the name of it. But when we got over there, all it was was a big rock. And it had a ramp going down it. And that ramp run down that rock. And you run straight out there. And whoop, it goes straight down one mile. And he said, now let me tell you what they do here, preacher. I said, what's that? He said, they'll be over here next weekend or in a couple of weekends. And they'll, they'll, they'll run down that rock. And they'll run off that rock, and they'll run completely off that rock. And he said, and then they'll, they'll start gliding. I said, you have got to be kidding me. He said, preacher, they, they run down that ramp and run off that rock, and they, they glide up there, and we have picked them up in Alabama. He said, they get under them wind currents, and we have picked them up as far down as Alabama. I said, you know what I think about that, preacher? He said, what? I said, I think they're crazy. So I got back to the church that night. Dear God, you got to be careful what you say. So I got up to preach. And you know I had to tell about my experience that day. And so I'm up telling. I said, the pastor took me over there today and showed me that rock where they run down that rock, run off that rock, and just right out in the, in the air. He said they lose about one a year over there. And I said, you, you would have to be crazy to do something like that. You ain't got no brains to do that. So you know you're at the back door shaking hands and everybody's coming out and this lady walks out and she said, uh, what do you think about that rock? I said, man, I done told you about that, ma'am. I said, sister, you'd have to be crazy to do that. She said, I did it. I said, you got a lot of faith, man. <laughs> she said, I'm telling you, it's the honest to God truth. I ain't making up no story. She said, not only did I do it, but I had my grandson with me. And he was on my back and we run down that thing and just went out there. I said, man, you got faith, pray. You know what I thought about this? She had seen people do it. How about the first man who did it? She had seen people that it would work, that you could go out there and glide. But somebody had to do that for the first time. Noah did it for the first time. He said, I had never seen, I've never seen. Not only did he have no path, there was no precipitation. It had never rained. Chapter 2 of Genesis said the water come up out the ground. So God said, build an ark, build an ark. Why, Lord, why? He said, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. He don't know what rain is. No pattern, no person, no precipitation. This man had faith. You know what, thank God, we have not been had to be the ones to step out for the cause of Christ. We've seen others step out. We, if we have to die for Christ, we've seen others. We've read about others. Hey, but we've had, we got something to go by. He had nothing to go by. But the word of God, he had the word of God. He said, I'll step out on the word of God, amen. Amen and amen. I will say this, church. I don't say the wrong thing. I'm gonna tell you what, in the last several months, six months, we've been put in a position Sometimes we just got to step up by faith and we got to trust God. I ain't saying that's easy. We just have to step up and trust God. God's going to take care of me. Amen and amen. I don't mean this wrong. I don't mean this wrong. I don't mean this wrong. I've had people tell me, you're 75. You better don't, you better don't be out there preaching. Well, God called me to preach. Are you listening? 
I ain't saying that with a bad spirit. I'm just simply saying, we just got to trust God. He's going to take care of it. I didn't say be foolish, but I'm telling you what, there is some faith in this. Amen. Some of my good friends, some of my dear preacher friends have got it. I just got to trust God. He's going to take care of me. Amen and amen. I, I, I want to say amen to y'all being here tonight. Praise God. No pattern, no, no precipitation, no person had ever did it. He had a new project. I love this. It was a faith project. Back in Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible said, by faith, Noah. Then he closes out by faith. He went in it by faith. He come out of it by faith. He had a new pro He had a faith project. What was that? Listen to me. In the middle of all this adverse society he's living in, God gave him a faith project. And not only was it a faith project, it was a gigantic faith project. It was a what? An ark, 450 foot long, 75 foot wide, 45 foot high. Can you imagine building a boat on the side of the, on the, on the dry land and never heard about rain? And he's building, and this man had some faith. But in the middle of all this adverse society, what is he doing? He's got a project for God. Amen and amen. A large project. Could I put it this way? He had a, he had a local ministry, but he had a global ministry. And thank God, with, uh, preach, I think I can say this. I think I can say that. Well, I know I can say it about myself. In the midst of all this pandemic we've been going through, we've seen God, the offerings hadn't went down. The missionaries are still getting their support. Somebody help me. Now, I'm going to tell you all how country I am. My daughter's going to shoot me on the way home for telling my ignorance. But I'm used to it. They come to me when this started because at first when we started, we had to, we, I'm preaching to an empty auditorium and it's going out live streaming. And so some of the men come to me and they said, Preacher, the tithes and offerings, what about the tithes? I said, well, um, they'll come in, I reckon. And they said, what do you think about um, um, PayPal? I said, tell me that again. <laughs> they said, about PayPal. I said, man, I don't, even know what you, I don't even know what you're talking about. They said, why don't we just tell our people while they can't come, if they can't get by the church, just send it in PayPal. I said, now what does that mean? They said, electronically, preacher, it, the money will come in. I said, um, I don't want to do that. I said, I'm not in all that modern technology. They said, one of the men, he said, preacher, I've been given to church by PayPal for over a year before any pandemic ever started. I've been given to the church over a year. I said, you do? He said, preacher, I don't even have a checkbook. I pay all my stuff. I hope I ain't taking too long. He said, he said I pay all my stuff with PayPal. I said, man. So they, preacher, this is the truth. This is the truth. The first time the offering come in on PayPal, now this wouldn't be nothing for y'all. This would be Sunday school offering. The first time the offering, just the PayPal was over $4,000. And they come to me and they said, we got over $4,000 in the PayPal. I said, dear God, let's do it. <laughs> Keep it rolling, friend. Keep it rolling. I tell you, I think we're getting most of somebody here. I think we're getting almost more, as much through PayPal as we are them coming to church again. I said, let it roll, friend. Just don't drop PayPal. Keep that going, amen. <laughs> I ain't trying to make you laugh. You down in my way, you'd be, you'd be crying if we didn't have PayPal with somebody here. It was a faith project. It was a new project had divine provisions. It wasn't Noah decided to build this ark. Y'all give me five minutes, I'll be through. It wasn't Noah decided to build this ark. It was God told Noah. Amen and amen. Had divine plans. I want you to build a box, 450 foot long, 75 foot wide, 45 foot high, and then I want you to put pitch on it. I want all y'all to pitch in. Ham, run over here and get some pitch, boy. Pitch it. Somebody help me. Japha. Well, Jeff, he said, Daddy, we done, put, we done put pitch around this thing, 450 foot long, 75, I am give out. And by the pitch buckets on this side, and when you want it around that side, I got to run all the way around to bring it to you. This is just my thinking, all right? And he's got one door. He said, Daddy, let's put a door on the other side, and we can go through it. He said, nope, one door. Got to do it like God said it, boys. I know that would create a lot, stop you from making a lot of steps, but we're going to have one door. Amen and amen. Somebody help me. 
And, and, and so this, this object, 450 foot long, as a 75 foot wide, this object has been pitched. So here's a real, a dark building out there. And it wasn't shaped like a ship that all I know of. It was just an ark. It, it, didn't have a, it didn't have a steering wheel. I don't even know that they had a rudder. God, it looked like it, you couldn't tell whether it was going or coming. That's what I get out of it. My point is this. My point is this. The city council comes down there. What are y'all doing, Mr. Noah? I don't know. God just told me to build this building. He said, all right, I'll tell you what. I'll take that. But I will tell you one thing. You have to have two doors. Because in case the fire breaks out, he said, stop right there. He said, ain't going to be no fire. He said, what do you mean? He said, it's going to be a flood. And God said to put one door in it. Somebody help me. You know that is so typical of Christ. He is the door. You, you got to come in at the door. You got to come in at one door. And by the way, you know there's no dimensions on the door. God said an elephant's going in it and an ant's going in it. You got to have it big enough for the elephant, little enough for the ant. Hey, God, the door, Jesus Christ, I tell you what, he'll take little sinners, big sinners, old sinners, young sinners. It don't matter. Hey, my boy got saved at five. You can get saved. I don't care how old you are as long as you know you need to be saved. Amen and amen. And then the Bible, then the Bible, and then, and, and then he, well, I heard this. A, a man told me this one time after I got through preaching this point right here, and I probably preached this here before. Hey, that door, it shut them in, but that door shut them out. And by the way, by the way, a door is no good till you hang it. Take that door off them hinges, set it by the door, and you can say, that's a pretty door, that's a nice door, that's a big door, but that door will serve no purpose till you hang it. Could I tell you, life? Jesus had a wonderful life, a perfect life, you, I mean a sinless life, but hey, all that would not save you. How did, how did, what, what caused him to say? He had to be hung. Amen. I want to say to get in, hey, he had to pay the price. They hung him on camp. And then I got through preaching that, and there's a camp meeting, and a, a carpenter walked up to me. He said, Brother Willis, could I help you with that message? I said, evidently, I need some help. He said, he said, let me give you a good point. I said, what is it? He said, all good doors are attached at three places. He said, cheap doors are attached at two places. They have top and bottom. But he said, a good door, you will attach it at three places. And I said, oh, brother. He was attached there. He was attached there. He was attached there. I got a good door. I got a great door. His name is Jesus. Amen. Well, y'all listen to me. What are you trying to say, preacher? I'm trying to say to us tonight, he had a faith project in a very, very hard day. Global. Local. Hey, he was locally trying to get people in, but when he got on that ark, listen now, church, he saved the world. The, his family got saved, but it saved the world. I'm glad in our little country church out there and y'all's big church up here, hey, it's not just what's here. It's what we're doing around the world. My preacher, I don't know about y'all. I wouldn't think, I don't know about y'all, but at our church, we're probably doing more globally than we are locally. Well, we hear about people on the mission field getting saved, and we support them to get there. Hey, thank God for a local ministry and a global ministry. In the midst of a crisis, God is still working. Amen, I'm through, I'm through, I'm through. Had divine preservation. Eight went in, and eight got out. Once you get in Christ, you ain't getting out. The only way you can get out is on the rapture or when God takes you home. They were saved and safe. Now, I'd like to believe this. I'd like to believe this. When that ark and that flood and that water came up up the ground and that flood come out of heaven, I believe that ark probably rock, rocking. And I, I, maybe I'm exaggerating. I wouldn't doubt it. They didn't fall down a few times in the ark. But thank God they never fell out of it. And I'm going to tell you what, since we've been saved, we fell down, we fell around, but thank God we ain't never fell out. Thank God it went in and it came out. Amen, amen. He probably studied archaeology. And while he was studying that, he worked on his floodlights. Give me this. I think there was divine peace in that ark. 
The lion went in there and the lamb went in there. When you get in Christ, when you get in Christ, it ain't, it ain't red, it ain't black and white, red and white. It's everybody. Somebody's put it this way. I believe, I, believe, uh, I believe one of the pastors, I had a black pastor preach for me. He said, it ain't a skin problem, it's a sin problem. Everybody, everybody's welcome in the family of God. Amen, brother. Give me an amen right there, brother. Glory to God. I simply, simply say this. Could I say this? I think the ark, you could not see, you could not see them in the ark because it was pitch. The Bible said they had a window in the top. That tells me this. God didn't want us looking around. God just wants us looking up. Let's don't look around. I'm telling you, church, I'm telling you, we look around, we get discouraged. But I ain't looking around. I'm looking up. Praise God. And listen to this, listen to this. And you know this, you could preach this. God shut the door. When they got on that ark, Noah and his family and all those animals, the Bible said, the Bible said, God shut the door. Now I'm just trying to put myself there. I think when that water came down and that flood, the heart started going up. I think them people was beating on that heart. Noah, we sorry. Noah, let us in. Let us in. Noah, Noah, bad. Please let us in. And I think if I'd been Noah, no matter how much they'd mock me, no matter how much they'd cuss me, I'd open the door and let them in. But God shut the door. Yeah. Hey, what I'm saying tonight, please don't miss the boat. Because I'm going to tell you, I said this is not a sign. I'm not looking for signs. But I'm telling you, this world is in trouble. And brother, I'm telling you, just any day now, the Lord could be coming. Hey, I'm just saying, I can see that little girl out there. I can see that little girl. She's playing out there with her brother, and something hits her. She said, Bubba, what is that? I said, I don't know. Another one did. Then it gets regular, gets regular. She said, Bubba, you remember we heard that old crazy preacher down there? He's preaching about it's going to rain. We didn't know what he was talking about. That is rain. He said it was going to fall out of the sky. Bubba, what we got? I think she probably ran that ark and wanted to get in. But God done shut the door. Let me tell you, if you have the age of accountability, you need to get saved. I'm missing my closing. Don't miss the boat. We got to make it in this society. Don't miss the boat. Let's stand together and pray. Pastor's coming. Musician.